0: I've got my wife here with me. You think she to have
1: some positive input to our conversation? Exactly. <laughs> this is a dream of ever, pretty much everybody I know to be able to leave for yeah. weeks at a time to get away from normal life. It's
2: a lot of information. You know, I, I journaled the whole way, and I think I got to about probably uh, twenty-five thousand words. Three kids and two dogs. So, oh wow,
1: that's incredible.
0: We really like to make it hard on ourselves.
1: (laughs) We've got much more to come as Jeff and Amber talk with me about their seven-week, 16-state, 8,000-mile summer journey with their family. Don't go anywhere. If you go out and do not have access to electricity, you need some solar to keep everything running. Check out LinsonSolar.com. Everything you need solar. LinsonSolar.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Professor and Friends. We are excited that you are here, and this is a very special evening for me because I get to talk to somebody who has lived the life that I want to live. And maybe it wasn't for a lifetime, but it was for a very short period of time. I am here with Jeff Kubiak and his wife, and I was introduced to Jeff by a good friend of mine named Lee who saw his post on natural state overland. And I wanted to read this post to you. It it didn't have a whole lot of words, not a whole lot of sentences, but a whole lot of pictures. And uh, maybe you saw it, but the post said seven week overland journey with the family. Now that got me right off the bat. Seven weeks. We covered 16 States and traveled just over 8,000 miles Thought I could share some pics along the way. Jeff, welcome to Professor and Friends. Well, thank you. And your wife is here with us too.
0: Yes, my wife Amber.
1: Okay, that is awesome. Well, Jeff, man, I'm excited that you're here. I am so interested to hear about this journey that you went on with your wife. the The pictures were incredible, and I know that. I travel with just my wife and my bulldog, which he's like having a 2-year-old. <laughs> but um it's it's nothing like me, my wife, two kids and two dogs. So I, I I'm I'm very interested to hear about your story, but first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family?
0: Um well, um gosh, I don't know where to start. We'll start with my wife. uh she's a kindergarten teacher um so that that helps out um yeah and then i've got two daughters and a son uh we got emily who's 12 lily who's nine nine and ben (laughs) who will be almost five and then our two dogs we got a black lab named blue and uh golden golden retriever named toby Um,
2: so
1: you have not only two dogs you have two large dogs yeah yeah yeah, they they take up a whole seat hence
2: uh over 60 pounds a piece
0: yeah one of the reasons we took two vehicles on our trip
1: i did notice that i did (laughs) notice you had a four runner and a tacoma
0: yes and we did that along with the trailer so that the kids would be able to get away from each other you know, uh on long drives we could kinda rotate, you know, who was where. Yeah. And also because the back seat of the double cab in the Tacoma uh pretty much had the two dogs. Okay. So yeah. All right. So uh I covered kids, dogs, wife, uh me you live in I, Oklahoma. I live in Oklahoma, uh out in Sand Springs just outside of Tulsa. Um I'm an IT Guy in general. Um, I have been uh, I've been working at a oil and gas company here in Tulsa for like the last seven years and they were acquired by another company and so uh, a lot of jobs moved to Texas and I stuck around in, in town and that is one of the th- main things that enabled us to have all this time to, okay. to go travel okay well, um cool. so yeah we we'd kind of been planning a summer trip and you know then it it turned into hey we've, we've got seven weeks something epic yeah yeah, let's yeah, go. yeah do it. It would
1: definitely be the cover cover <laughs> word for that for that trip now what um what drew you into uh this type of trip the overlanding style trip instead of uh, maybe a cruise or, uh, or whatever. Well,
2: we both, we both grew up camping. Um, it's something that our families instilled in us. Um, Jeff, uh, and his, well, his father himself and, and some other family members, that are boy Scouts, Eagle Scouts yeah, went yeah. all the way through, um, and got kind of the highest honors in that. And then, um, I was raised in a family that thrived outdoors and in the country. And so I really feel like, um, and also families that, that loved a good road trip. We were raised yes. with a good, a good road trip. And so I feel like it kind of started with that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, what I remember Jeff and I are high school sweethearts. We've been together since we were 16. And um, some of our first, you know, trips and things like that were camping. And yeah. with friends, and so we've literally done this our whole lives and our whole relationship, so yeah, the past twenty five twenty four years
1: yeah that's that's very cool you know i was I had wrote down in my notes to ask you amber um because it's very rare that um that you see a wife, girlfriend, female, or whatever that loves the hobbies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: or lifestyle as the husband does uh, we went on a trip to new mexico back in june and there were zero wives there really there 11 rigs
2: oh my a whole goodness. bunch of
1: kids <clears throat> and, I, and i'm thinking that maybe it was the wives saying you take the kids <laughs> i'm going to stay here and enjoy some quiet time i don't know yeah but you know to have a wife and my tra- my wife travels with me so uh it's it's a blessing to have a wife that shares that same thing and I and I just wanted to to ask you about that and you just told me you you it as much as he does
2: oh yeah it's um I I was raised out in the country and you know the whole catching crawdads in the creek and 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 swimming and fishing and and exploring and hiking and and uh it's just something we were both raised with and then you know um when you meet somebody so young when you start your relationship so young i feel like jeff and i have obviously grown up together and uh being each other's best friend why wouldn't we you know have those hobbies together so
1: that's great well have you two ever done a uh trip of this length before no we've uh <laughs>
2: 2 weeks is, yeah. is two has weeks. been our that's, longest before this.
1: that's that's usually a long trip for a family
2: Mm-hmm. see and for us we felt like we were always rushed like we felt like it was never enough right.
0: well i definitely i definitely plan to you know out a route and have lots of things along the way and if we're going to get over here before this day we got to move you know right you know you're moving camp every night and stuff and so yeah we always felt rushed because i always want to see what's over the next you know around the next corner oh yeah over the next hill right right uh which which pushes too hard on sometimes a a whole family moving i can be that guy um but it was one thing that we had talked about after some of these you know week-long trips we made multiple trips to colorado uh made some uh, trip over to utah we've you know
2: we go to arkansas a a ton yeah
0: we're always out over in arkansas when we can quicker trips you know but but we always would just push too hard and I was like, you know, we need to do a trip one of these days where we can just say, hey, do you want to stay here for like two or three days? You know, when we find a, a nice spot that we just really enjoy. And so that's what what this trip, you know, allowed us to do. It was really awesome.
1: Well, I I did notice about your setup in your pictures. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's really two different styles of overlanders. And there are those who have the minimal easy setup move from day to day and then there's those who base camp and and go out and come back go out and come back now now your setup is not extravagant it's not now you do have a trailer mm-hmm. um, but you don't have just a whole lot of stuff
2: like no um- 10 minutes 10 yeah. minutes setup. Uh, Thir- I think 13. we got 13 minutes set up and ten minute takedown?
0: No. It, what was it? The slow takedown. We're we're thirty minutes. We can. I thought
2: that. it was shorter than that. We're
0: not. We're not ever in a rush. But and
2: yeah. the kids. The kids each have a task. The kids have tasks that they're responsible for.
0: Yeah. As
2: well, and that helps. Yeah. Um.
0: So. But yeah, it, you can you can definitely get worn out. You know, setting up and tearing down camp every night
1: and every day. You know. Oh yes. Yeah. So we've we've taken several trips out out of state and in state and we actually have a trailer that the high school welding shop built for us i drew it out on a napkin
2: (laughs) wow and uh
1: they they built it from the ground up we actually picked we've had it for uh, a little over a year now Mm -hmm. and um it's it's definitely a base camp because i believe (laughs) everything in our house fits in the trailer
2: oh my god! and it
1: takes like Oh, it's just murder to set that thing up. And I told my wife it's a minimum of four days or or otherwise I'm not setting all of it up. So yeah, Yeah. it's nice. It's huge. It's large. It's we have all the comforts of home, Mm -hmm. but this year was the very first year that we actually went on a 14 day trip where we packed up and moved every single night and we didn't Mm -hmm. take the trailer and uh, man, uh, we, we stayed in the eye camp for everything we have, but we have an FJ cruiser. So it's real mm-hmm. small. And I told her, I said, she said, well, I want to take, I want to take our big comfy chairs. And I said, Nope, they won't fit. <laughs> yeah, I want to take my flushable toilet. Nope. It won't fit. And I mean, there was a, there was a lot of stuff we did without, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, if you're moving, if you're putting it up and packing it up and, and setting it up every day, you don't want all that mess. You Right. Don't.
2: right. And well, uh,
0: that's a, uh, that's uh, completely I, my whole, you know, I designed the trailer and whatnot.
1: Okay. Tell me about the trailer. Tell me about this trailer.
0: So we started off with the rooftop tent on the truck or on the Tacoma or on the Forerunner, uh, Forerunner, And uh, we would stay in that, uh, had a ground tent for the kids um, type thing. Um, and it got to the point where we just had, You know, too much stuff or it was too much to spread out, take down, put together, undo. It took too long to get out of town also. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we
2: wanted a setup where we were like, oh, we feel like heading over to Arkansas for a long weekend. And uh, we literally could just throw a bag together and go.
0: Yeah, because before I would have to, well, I'd get the tent off the wall in the garage, have to get a buddy to help me throw it up on top of the truck, bolt it on. You know, then I'd have to put the fridge, uh, in the back of the forerunner. runner on a fridge slide I built for it and, you know, move boxes, get all kinds of stuff down and out and just together to go. And so I started thinking we need a trailer and I actually bought a pop-up trailer. Oh, oh uh, that was kind of, um, used loved but then we realized kind of we don't even want to pop the trailer up you know like we want to i want it you know where i could pull into a walmart if i had to and fall asleep you know right right um and so i started designing um a teardrop or a square drop if you will trailer uh with inspiration from all over the internet
1: Mm mm-hmm Inspiration
2: um, and experience—we needed. There are reasons the the square drop was needed, considering the trails we go on and yes, clearance yeah. and whatnot. So,
0: yeah, um, you know, as you know, getting back to places where you don't see many people, sometimes it can be, you know, not just a dirt road. Um, right. There's
1: a reason that they can't get back there.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And and so I, I, I worked out uh, quite a few, you know, tolerances. I only wanted the trailer to be like 10 feet long in the box. I only wanted it to be, I really wanted it to stick inside of the track with the the Tacoma. Uh, Ended up a little wider because it's hard to get, you know, I went with a double bed on the inside. A lot of teardrops have a queen, but uh, went with a double in there. Um, We've got an 80 liter Dometic fridge that's, on a slide out uh in the front of the trailer. The back portion has a slide out uh for where the kitchen is, where the s- stove sits and everything with a pantry off the side so that you can put the awning out so that Amber's able to she loves cooking while we're camping. And so to give her the the, you know, best of everything, you know, making sure she had a you know, fridge and counter space and lighting and easy access to all the utensils and stuff without having to unpack and repack and all that. And it was
2: a good upgrade. The previous um, version that he built me of a kitchen was a checkbox. And yeah. and it was great because I could move it wherever I needed it. But gosh, I just felt like we were always kind of on top of each other. So that space, you know, when you clear, when you feel claustrophobic in nature, your stuff's <laughs> not working for you. right? And so um that was a big thing was just the space to be able to do what I loved doing in nature, which was cooking.
0: So So that's where the, where the design of the trailer came in, started, you know, doing that. And then I started building it. Oh gosh. Um, I think I brought the, the wood home. Uh, I I designed the whole thing in, in Google SketchUp and actually had it, all the pieces CNC cut by a cabinet shop here in Tulsa. Okay. And so I brought the wood home, gosh, like first of May, I think.
2: Yeah. Cause we were, the pandemic no. hit and it was like a delay. It was weeks of a delay.
0: April 22nd. I brought all there the wood go. home and I had the metal frame of the trailer built and ready to go to put the wood on it and start, you know, finishing the trailer. And then we left for our trip on June 7th.
2: Uh, yeah, we left June seventh.
0: Yeah, so in a couple week or a couple, you know, month and a bit, I built, built the trailer, and then we took off for its its shakedown run.
1: Yeah, so you uh, you were able to take it on a test run before this long run. No, oh no, no, no he's no.
2: saying that jokingly. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. okay, our seven Go
1: week ahead. trip was the shakedown run.
2: <laughs> the the seven week trip was the shakedown. Oh run. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. We're, we're that dedicated. What a
1: run. <laughs> so you had full confidence in your build. I can, I can what? see. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something, something that everybody should know is Jeff has the most amazing, beautiful mind you'll ever see. And when he builds something, he kind of overthinks it. So yeah. it was, it was not, there was no room for failure. Well, There's, like it was gonna there's
1: a lot be of attention to detail in this tree. Yes. I can, I can see, um, is is it, um, is it wood on the outside and then you like put a line or something like that on it?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, so the the whole body, the box of the body there is made out of uh, three quarter and a half inch uh, Baltic birch. Um, and then, yeah, the exter- exterior is covered in bully liner, which is an Australian product. Okay. Um, similar to a Raptor liner or a... Uh, you know, line X type setup line X, I feel like is probably a harder um, coating, but the bully liner is uh, it uses. uh, Oh gosh, tire vulcanized uh, vulcanized rubber. Oh, okay. uh, like in, in the paint. And it's not a two part epoxy because something I had read about was you know, with square drops, the torsion on the corners and stuff, they kind of need to flex. And anybody mm-hmm. that's done anything with a, a two part, like a Raptor liner or something, they always crack. Right. Uh, you, you get cracking. And then you got to mix up two part epoxy and, you know, respray and whatnot. Right. The advantage of the Bully liner is it's a, it's a water based um, single part. Um, and if there was any cracking, I would just pull out one of the extra liters that I had left over. And we'd be sitting at camp and I'd scuff it up and, you know, it's so get the, easy get over to over Paint yeah. and touch it up yeah. and yeah. make sure it was sealed. And after a couple of different, you know, times of sealing it, it got in the cracks and everything kind of has that flexibility. So stays, stay strong. It's really a cool product.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very nice looking. And I see you've got an awning on it and mm-hmm. like a rooftop tent on the top. So, mm-hmm. uh, do, the kids stay in the trailer or do they stay in the ground tent still or do they stay when y'all are out?
0: Oh no, all five of us are in that thing. Um, so me and Amber are
2: well, not uh, well,
0: in in it when I say in it and on the, on the tent. Yeah. In the tent and in the trailer.
2: So me, Jeff and our son, Ben are inside. Um, there's a bunk built for him inside. Um, and we use a kindergarten nap mat actually, works perfect for his mattress. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like a, a happy mistake kind of situation yeah, or you know, great. coincidence. And um then the girls are up top in the rooftop tent. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so. and <laughs> young children love rooftop tents.
2: Yeah they do, oh my they? gosh. Yeah. It's their own space.
1: It's like, like tree, an huh? outdoor bunk bed and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just yep. love it. Uh, my bulldog where do the dog sleep oh
2: well uh, we had two two ways um the okay so we should probably say our black lab is a three-legged lab. he, he lost a leg legs. when he
0: was younger and so
2: and so getting him we usually will put them in the back of the truck for safety and and comfortable but it was starting to kind of wear on him a bit kind of make his joints hurt a little bit no matter even well our our golden retriever chewed up their bed but that was a whole whole other thing anyway so we started um letting them sleep under the trailer um on their super long their long leashes at night and it was like they were so happy they were it was perfect
0: and and definitely under the trailer on their leashes uh when we're dispersed camping and no one's around is just so much better for them they really enjoyed it they they just lay down underneath there and be happy and in the morning i'd roll over and look out the door and they'd be sitting there kind of looking in at me i'd (laughs) open the door up and unclip their leashes and they'd run off like you know just bounding around and you know tackling each other and wrestling and so but when we were out east uh, well when we were working our way east there's not as much dispersed camping so we were in some you know state campsites and whatnot and we just—it's easier if they were in the back of the truck under the camper shell that way at night, you know, kind of secured.
1: Right. Well, the the uh, I, I know lo- animals love sleeping in the dirt underneath in mm-hmm. the cool spot, and uh, I w- I was wondering where they sleep this this summer when we were gone. My bulldog, which he's a 62 pound English bulldog, <laughs> and about 60 pounds of it is head. And, oh. um, I mean, he's just a big old muscled up, tongue hanging out, slobbering everywhere, loving kind of dog. But it was his first time in the rooftop tent, and I had to carry him up like a pack of potatoes. <laughs> but once he got up there and saw that he could look out of that window, just he, loved was, it. he he was he was in love. And there were some afternoons, I would look over there, I'd be cooking dinner, and he'd be sitting at the bottom of the ladder just looking up. Ready, oh, yeah. to go, ready to go up there you know i'm ready to go to bed dad like i want to lay down we're yeah down here. so right. they know they know where their their comfy spot is they know where they like to be and uh and that's that's cool that everybody has their spot and uh, yep so um so amber you are the cook um yeah. you were saying i did yes. notice that you uh did some scottle cooking in some of the pizza. yeah uh what what's, yeah. your, uh, what's your specialty what, what is, what's your specialty
2: Oh gosh. Well, I cook everything. I mean, really we've done this for a very long time and I kind of thrive in the, um, logistics of it all. And then carrying it out. I love getting out. I have some different cookbooks that I use. Um, I love the Coleman cookbook. It has some really useful and amazing recipes. Um, but, um, just some tried and true favorites that I do in my own kitchen. Um, but I love picking out what we want, picking out what we want to, to eat. Everybody gets to put in their two cents and then looking at the track, the trek, what, what road we're going to take, what our routes going to be. And then planning my meals, breakfast, lunches, dinners and everything around that. Because, um, You Know if we're going to be someplace where fire is banned or where uh wood is not readily available, then I'm going to probably shy away from my Dutch oven. Mm -hmm. If um, got a long day of travel, if we've got a long day of travel, you know, the scottle can work really well. Um, but uh, biscuits and gravy is a huge one. Uh, oh, she can
1: make some. Oh (laughs) man, you you (laughs) just touched my heart right there.
2: um, I mean, literally, I I can't even tell you like something I I necessarily go towards because we have we have cooked everything everything from Asian food to yeah. uh, to street tacos to Do a
0: lot of good street tacos steak yeah, yeah, to
2: I yeah. mean like we I love a cooking challenge and so I'll find a recipe and I, we did gumbo we've done uh, gumbo um, jambalaya um, crabs. The philly, cheese <laughs> philly crab, cheese steaks. Yeah. um okay. so, so yeah I, so what I is love uh everything.
1: what what kind of prep work do you do before you go uh planning uh do you do you buy i know for a family of five
2: well the refrigerator is yeah. never big
1: enough and so
2: so we well okay so jeff can talk about the fridge yeah that Tell was it, a, speaking to that
0: uh, so with with this build uh you know of the trailer i wanted to give her the ability to you know cook like she was at home right which uh going from we we, you know did lots of trips with an ice chest and you know yeti and whatnot that a 45 is not enough room you're to do anything right um so and then you get ice on everything and water and all my stuff always sinks and gets wet (laughs) Mm
1: i hate that but
0: yeah so so going with the 80 liter Dometic the CF80, it, it. I remember the first time that we went. You know, I, I walked in and was like, okay, I need all the cold food, and she hands me a couple bags and I go put it out there. I'm like, is that it? You know, <laughs> like you got more room. And I mean, still, you know, we we'll still fill that thing all the way up for the five of us. Yeah. But just like she goes to the grocery store and 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 we shop and get food for the next multiple days at home, you know, we were really able to do that, you know, planning out what all you're going to need, but not really having to pre-cook things or, uh, well, you know, I mean, to some, a, <laughs> somewhat. Okay.
2: to a point, to a point, because, um, I have found in our two week trips, um, it's great to go buy everything before. A lot of times when we go on our two week trips, we've got kind of a a crew, a tribe of people who join us, my sister and brother-in-law, our friend, Doug, some other friends. And, and so I usually go get the food for everybody and, okay. and plan meals and and whatnot. And so I would get that, I would go get that beforehand, anything that needed marinating. I would do that and freeze. I've got, um, uh, Oh gosh. What's that show? Uh, clay cross. Who is that? Uh, expedition oh yeah expedition overland um i saw his uh one of his um you know things we use podcasts or uh shows one time and they have these like green bags that they put their fruits and vegetables in um to help them last longer so mm-hmm. i've got some of that um uh, vacuum sealing things is huge right. and so helpful because um, <laughs> we've had some incident incidents where uh, things have gotten water in them and just completely turned to mush. Yeah. Um, but so there's some prep there for sure. Cutting things like getting everything sliced up beforehand and, and whatnot. But that all kind of changed with this trip. Um, the seven week trip, we met some amazing people that gave us pointers on grocery shopping and planning meals on these long trips. And um, it was a game changer. Mm. Um, for instance, uh, you know, if we, we know we're going to be um, in New Bern, North Carolina in two days, I'm going to make a, and I know we have three days of groceries left. Well, I'm going to call or I'm going to put a Walmart order in, a Walmart pickup order in, in New Bern, go pick up the groceries we need for the next eight days. And they're, they're picked out and planned and ready for me. Um, right. So that was kind of a huge game changer to use things like a delivery service, a pickup service or whatever on a large trip like this. Yep. And it was a logistical, like, blessing, to tell you the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome.
1: Well, you know, I've I've found that for us, you know, we do small things like chop up uh, two or three onions before we leave or chop up mm-hmm. different, yes. different things like that because you don't realize how much space you save. And, and mm-hmm. you talk about with the the vacuum sealing that saves a huge amount of space. Yes. Oh, yeah. It comes out of the original package. Yes. yes. marinated or whatever, and it sucks it down. That saves... You could get three times as much stuff in a fridge and a 85 liter fridge is extremely large. That's a big yes, fridge. It is. Uh, oh yeah. We have a 55 liter, but ours is a dual zone, so it has that big giant thing in the yeah. middle of it. it, takes a lot of space away. But uh-huh. you know, there's there's just two of us, so we don't need that. Yeah. Space, but oh yeah. Well and different
2: different packing things too. Like instead of getting a full uh 12 pack of eggs, getting the smaller Two of the smaller six pack mm-hmm. fit in there perfectly and take up less space. Yeah. Um. So little tricks like that. Well, have that helped and, us. and
0: you're definitely right about packaging. Like, there's times where, yeah, we'll be trying to load stuff into the fridge, and there's a big box or. A salad thing that yeah is oh
2: my gosh that was one of plastic
0: our salad containers <laughs> anywhere.
2: that was one of our discussions this last trip too is what vegetables because i want them to eat healthy i don't want the kids eating junk brussels for seven sprouts, weeks uh, uh travel
0: very well brussels
2: sprouts <laughs> travel like a champ if yeah. you want to take something camping take some brussels sprouts yeah but what that was a huge that was kind of a funny conversation we had about okay, what fruits and vegetables travel well, what doesn't what because
0: you only got so many days to you eat your
2: strawberries
1: got... before they, <laughs> you're right stuff, that up stuff or... goes bad quick oh yeah.
2: yes, yes, yeah, so well
1: well that's cool i I know food is a is a huge part of these kind of trips, and oh, this is, and and everybody does it different, and I've mm-hmm. seen a thousand videos on this and that, and then I watch. Marco from Overland X who goes out there and makes tortillas from scratch. Well, oh, that guy. He's um, and,
2: that is totally doable, though. I am all uh, about that challenge. I'm ready to take that. That
1: is a challenge. That, that's a challenge. But <laughs> if I'm standing uh, in Arkansas in July out by a river and it's 98 <laughs> degrees with 90% humidity, I'm not doing that. I, uh, <laughs>
0: No, I'll pull them out of the mission tortilla bag, or exactly whatever. exactly,
1: yeah. but uh, you know if I'm in the mountains and it's sixty five degrees and I don't mind standing around a fire or a skull or something like that take my mm-hmm. time, that's a whole different story, so I think uh you know a lot of a lot of things play into it and oh yeah and and speaking of that, um you know, I know you're in Oklahoma, so tell me mm-hmm. tell me your route um where you started, what were your thinking, everything that you wanted to see. And uh, and things like that. Okay, so we start. So when we started planning
0: this out, since we always go, we we always seem to head west when we take off, you know, and we go west and go somewhere.
2: When right. we originally talked about going west mm-hmm. first,
0: and then I thought, okay, what if we went east while it's still early in, in you know the summer, and if it gets too hot, we'll just head north, right. And so I had, I started mapping out a basic route. Um, I started playing with, uh, I don't know if you've ever used uh, road trippers. Um, not, I've not heard of it. it. It's an app and you can plan out road trips that way. It's pretty neat. Cause it does like as you're kind of, you just start adding points and it starts mapping you between those points, you know? Um, and so uh, I started using that and, we kind of said, okay, let's head East. And every time I see anything interesting on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere really that has something that I might want to see if I was ever in that state, I go into my Google maps and I add a pinpoint, um, of, I, you know, find it in Google maps and I just save the place. Right. Um, and so, Using that to pull from, um, while I, you know, while I was working out a a, a trip, a, a plan, was great. So, anyways, it it, it worked out that we were going to head east. So we decided to go through Arkansas, uh, like into Memphis, uh, through Tennessee, into North Carolina.
2: North Carolina, because my brother's a Marine. He's stationed in Jacksonville, and so we wanted to make sure that. We were able to see him.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that was, you know, between here and Jacksonville. Uh, we actually stayed in New Bern uh, for a couple of days there while we were seeing him. Um, it, that was what guided us that way. And then uh, after that, I, I had found, I don't know, um, what is it called? Cape Lookout in Cape the Outer Couch. Banks.
1: That's on my list.
0: That's
1: almost Ooh, it is beautiful. I'd
0: never camped on the beach, and it's it's definitely worth it you should go
1: and that's it's where so you took to the ferry this. right You had to take the yeah. ferry out to the island.
0: Uh-huh okay. yeah, so after we uh, saw her brother for a couple of days, we took a ferry out of Davis, North Carolina and you you jump on the ferry there and you go over to this Cape Island and it's I think like 40 something miles long. there's no paved road. It's all sand. Um, You can get gas over there and some ice and there's a couple spots to fill up the water and that's it. Um, And you can drive all over the Island, um, up and down the beach. You know, they've got stuff blocked off where there's turtles nesting and whatnot, but, and you can camp right on the beach. And so we, we were on the beach for four days, just hanging out and, exploring and looking at seashells and the kids were swimming and dogs were running, chasing seagulls as they'd fly off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How was the Um, wind?
0: How was the wind? It was, um, I'm actually, we had heard from some locals that I had talked to that it's usually hotter and, and a little more still than what we experienced. Uh Um, it was actually kind of cool. There was a, a constant, you know, sea breeze, if you will.
1: Right.
0: Um, but it was never it, it wasn't never like heavy
1: winds. So, no, yeah, it was, it was really, really nice.
2: manageable, honestly.
1: That's um, good. Yeah, you camp on the and, beach. And, and the, honestly worked in nice, our favor. So that's good. Oh yeah. We're, we've camped on the beach before and it's just it's just been murder wind. And uh it mm-hmm. really kind of takes the a lot of the fun out for it. And that's that's what I was wondering about over there, if how the wind was
0: it was really nice while we were there. Um, like,
2: I feel like it worked in our favor though, too, because um, I feel like the way the wind was working, it kind of split the incoming storms to go on either side of the island, which kept us much safer. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of storm anxiety, which is why we now travel with a, a Garmin inReach. And yeah. Um, yeah. we, we, um, I would, because of that, I would sit and kind of watch the radars and, and whatnot. And about the time the storm would get to the tip of the Island, it would just split and part would go, you know, out in the Atlantic and part Mm -hmm. would be on the mainland. And so the wind, I feel like played a huge role in that. That's cool. In keeping us safe.
0: Yes, it was. And, um, Oh, I forgot exactly what I was going to say. I don't know.
2: You're talking about the wind. Weather,
0: (laughs) weather was good. Um,
1: Was it crowded?
0: No,
2: No, that was. You saw nobody. Yeah, and it was. It was amazing. See, that's a
1: dream trip for me. It
0: it, looking both ways, you know, you would see nothing. You would. The skies were clear most nights, so we could look up and see Milky Milky Way.
2: Way.
1: And so, and this was in June. This is in actually in the summer on the
2: beach and there was nobody there well and that's what was so it was so amazing i mean like in during the day it was just us the dogs could want run free the kids could want run free you saw absolutely nobody and it was um it was it was a really interesting experience because i never realized always camping in the mountains how being surrounded by the trees and the rocks and whatnot made me feel so safe. And then going out into the beach like that, where it's just the (laughs) dunes and the water and you're surrounded on both sides by water, how kind of vulnerable you feel, but it's such an amazing feeling. And, and then at night, just the stars and off into the Atlantic, you see these huge storms that aren't coming anywhere near you. It was unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: And then, and, we we saw, you know, there were people, I mean, we, the ferries were full, but it's, yeah. everybody's spread out and yeah. they're, you know, like.
2: You couldn't see couldn't people see from people where e- we were staying. Either
0: direction, you know, yeah. yeah, we, there wasn't anybody up or down the beach.
2: If you went up to the lighthouse, you saw tourists, like yeah. getting off the tourist ferry, but they stayed down there by the lighthouse.
1: Yeah.
0: um And so, yeah, we, um one night I caught some crabs that we cooked that were delicious. <laughs> I, I caught them on the beach. The speckled crabs um, are not like, there's no season or limit or anything on them. And so, yeah, I, I was on the beach in the middle of the night catching crab and we boiled them up and ate them that night. They were delicious.
2: They were so buttery.
0: They yep. were amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's something I definitely want to do again. And then my wife also got me for Father's Day, because we were out there for Father's Day. So end of June. A chillin' reel. I don't know if you've seen one of these. No.
2: It's a koozie that has a
0: like fish and reel a type fishing thing reel on the side.
2: built into it. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like a 3D printed koozie and it's got like you can hand fish and then wrap your line back around. The, this little reel on the side of the koozie.
2: You got to look it up. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: But anyway, she she got me this for Father's Day. And so I opened it up and I'm like, well, let's go see what we can do. And I get the kids to get me some uh, little uh, sand flea type, you know, uh, crustaceans for bait. And I waded out into the water and threw that thing out there. And I ended up catching five different whiting, these little white fish that are out there. Hmm within like 30 minutes. I was, I was pretty pumped. Wow. So, Goodness, but yeah, so that was that, you know, <laughs> I, I definitely would recommend North Carolina. I would, oh, yeah. I would go and go back to the beach. We said we'd do that. It, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Well, where'd you go from there? Ooh. Okay. So after that we went up to Rehoboth.
2: Well, and keep in mind too, from here, I pulled the trailer. So this was my first time to pull the trailer.
0: Okay, so we if we back up a little bit, as we called to get uh, scheduled to get on the ferry to go out to Cape Lookout, we I called like three days ahead, and I probably should have called a couple weeks ahead um, because we had the Forerunner, that's sixteen foot, the Tacoma that's eighteen foot, and then the trailer, the sixteen foot, um, and so getting all that onto a ferry um, you know, I, I called and they were like, Hey, you know, I s- said, I got a 30, whatever, 34 foot and 36 foot or 36 foot. If, you know, I could switch the trailer around any which way. And so they were like, yeah, we can get the, you know, forerunner pulling the trailer on at this time. And then we can get the Tacoma on earlier. And so I hooked the, trailer up to the uh forerunner and the wife pulls it out there and then we just left it hooked up and we took my truck and drove around while we're out on the island so then from camp and then when we left it was the same way we continued to have the forerunner hooked up to the trailer and she was pulling the trailer which she doesn't do very often
2: so going there though that there was like a two hour three hour difference between jeff getting on to the island and me getting onto the island with our four-year-old and our nine-year-old. And so I had to maneuver onto the boat on the the ferry with this trailer that I'd never pulled before and get all the tires aired down so that we could drive on the sand and everything. So it was a huge learning experience (laughs) for me. And, And to do it without Jeff being there to watch over me and make yeah. sure making making sure I was being safe and you know he's my other half so yeah. um this was my first time to be pretty independent from him doing this so then on the way back she we did have great to... <laughs> she got
0: up there everything was fine yeah
2: <laughs> we did he got to crack a beer on the way over I was a nervous wreck <laughs> <laughs> but but then coming back it was the same situation where I had to pull a trailer and then we just kind of headed north towards Rehoboth and not really thinking. Anything of it. And
0: so, yeah, so we're, she's pulling the trailer. I'm, I'm just driving the truck and uh, we get into where the Chesapeake Bay is. And so we go to go across the Chesapeake Bay bridge, which is also a tunnel. And Amber doesn't like bridges. It is bridges. not
2: a bridge. It is like, it's, it's it is 16 miles of crazy.
0: <laughs> so we, we get out onto the Chesapeake Bay bridge uh it's it, there's a storm that kind had come through. And, and there's so, construction, so there's it's construction down to one lane on the bridge, and she's pulled the trailer in the rain. And, and then she it's goes... not
2: just a storm, it is a curtain of water that you can <laughs> that you can barely oh, see through. And yeah. oh, and let's just say this. And by the way, it's super expensive to drive on that 16 mile mile bridge. Let's like just say that.
0: 30 bucks to go across the bridge. Wow. Yeah. And, well, and the, and so it's it's actually a bridge that then turns into a tunnel that the, goes underwater.
2: 150 feet underwater.
0: And then it comes out of the water and turns into another bridge that goes for a while and then goes down under the water again.
2: 150 feet.
0: And then it comes back out and turns into <laughs> another bridge again.
1: And then you end up on land.
2: It was my worst nightmare. <laughs>
1: wow. Who in the world kind of crazy person thought that up? I'm telling you what. That
2: is exactly what I said. And
0: uh, it makes sense because there's two, the two sections where the tunnels are, where the boats can get in and out and they don't have to do a drop bridge, you know?
2: And then Jeff's over here and we travel, we don't want to talk on our cell phones for safety and whatnot. So we travel, we talk on radios. The
0: Midland uh, GMRS. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: um, so, you know, he's like, Oh, is there a crack in the wall? I think I see it leaking. (laughs) I mean, just being a total stinker about it, um, and I am a mess. And yeah, it was it was interesting.
1: She did great. We got <laughs> there um, with but, no help from you. What it? Says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I'm oh, just... you remind my. You remind me of me. I, for <laughs> some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Oh, so af- after that trauma inducing drive <laughs> for Amber. Um we uh we got into Rehoboth, Delaware. Uh got an uncle that lives up there. And so we stayed with him for a couple of days. He's got a condo that, that we hung out and caught up with him.
2: Did laundry because we laundry were laundry <laughs>
0: and grocery shopping and all that stuff, you know, kind of reset. Um and then gosh, we, we wandered around there and then we took off from there.
2: We went through Pennsylvania. And we went which was a hard state to travel through.
0: Yeah, that one was kind of hard.
2: That was a challenge. Um they're not as pet friendly in their parks, first of all.
0: Yeah, a lot of the state um, parks don't allow pets, and if they do, it's segregated. There's a, a, a pets only campsite area and there's a, you know, no pets area, you know.
2: It was just really hard.
0: And there's not much there's not any that I know of, you know, dispersed camping Mm-mm. land there. Right mm-hmm. um so we stayed in a, at at uh, laurel Hill State Park, though up there,
2: which was which nice was, it was beautiful. a good place yeah, to, nice, to
0: visit nice campsite um had a lot of activities uh some good hikes, we hiked down, saw some cool waterfalls, It had a lake the kids were able to do uh, some stand up paddle boards and um
2: canoeing canoeing and some weird bike contraption yeah pontoons
0: so did that and then we really kind of oh well we stopped in pittsburgh and saw a buddy of mine from college for the just for a couple hours and then we pushed through and went all the way to youngstown ohio yeah
2: ohio's not one of our favorite <laughs>
0: don't, don't say that people
2: i'm oh, sorry will hate <laughs> us. But it's, you know we loved some ohio states.
0: but um so we we kind of pushed push through there and we were really wanting to get into michigan that was another one that that really drew my attention well um, we
2: wanted to get into michigan but i'm going to be honest like it was a huge surprise to us because being from oklahoma mostly traveling west in our different trips um you know we thought michigan detroit smog busy factories well, you know and and then we get there
0: and you did. i i looked at a map
2: okay well i didn't these are the things i thought and we get there and that i mean it blew us away michigan was the sleeper state for us that yeah. kind of changed everything i mean
0: it, it really is yeah uh lower michigan um is it's uh flatter but like the water in all the lakes mm-hmm. there is super clear yeah. and clean the um like we we went up to Higgins Lake is one that we stopped at that was just beautiful it's like the second largest inland lake in in Michigan
2: and we had to go there cuz that's my family maiden name so oh yeah family name
0: and so uh but then, yeah, we got into, went all the way up to Mackinac Island. Uh, or, well, the Mackinac. We didn't actually go out to the island, but uh, crossed the bridge, went up into the Upper Peninsula, and man, when you get into the Upper Peninsula, like it gets it gets sparse yeah. really quick, which is really yeah. cool. It's almost like, like I Canada. don't know. Have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and just beautiful, you know. So. So that was one that I feel like we spent we spent a couple of weeks in Michigan, didn't we? Yeah, yeah was, and we could have lot. spent
2: more. I mean, we had a reason that we needed to get to uh, South Dakota, but um, if it wasn't for needing to keep a, a specific schedule for a specific reason, we, we would have stayed in Michigan. We had no desire to leave. Yeah. Know?
1: That's a problem that I have when we go places is I, <laughs> I have these – Planned out. I want to go here. I want to go there, and then when I get to one place, Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to leave. This is too good. I don't want to
0: leave. We we should have you know planned out three more days here. You know, but it's it's a crapshoot though because sometimes you'll be like, let's get to this spot, and then it turns out "Eh, yeah yeah exactly. We should stay back there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I mean honestly, Michigan in itself, like you could almost do a whole other podcast on Michigan. Like it was that epic and kind of almost life changing for us to see it. Um it has so many different faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um the the Great Lakes in general like so when we got Oh, and we uh, also
0: we we get into Michigan uh that was June 29th ish, you know, right around 4th of July. And so Every campsite in Michigan.
2: Yeah, we did not plan that well. On yeah. That part.
0: Th- this was. kind of like. You know, if we go back to kind of the as you're talking about describing the route, I know I'm just kind of walking through it, but I, I, we, we roughed out the route, which took us to Michigan, but I did not know which day we would end up in Michigan, and so therefore I did not have any like reservations of any sort, mm. um, and, and we were just kind of winging it. Uh, I actually even threw a post out on a couple of the different, you know, overland groups uh, on Facebook that I'm part of and was like, Hey, anybody in Michigan know where I should go camp?
1: <laughs> Just cause it right. was that bad.
0: You know, I was like, I don't know, let's figure it out. So. Well, and plus um, with and all
1: the, the COVID going on, it's like more yes. people are getting outside. So it's uh, the, the campsites are more full and, and I've I've never seen so many people outdoors as I have in the last six months.
0: So I can I I agree. understand it's
1: it's very crowded.
0: Yeah. Out. And you know, I'm glad people are getting out, but whew.
1: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. But I, I wish they yeah. would go away. You know, I'm kind of one yeah. I'm kinda I'm glad you I'm glad you're getting yeah. out. I wish you would get out somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So once we once we went across, we got to the Mackinac Bridge and went across into the Upper Peninsula. That was kind of that was a game changer for Michigan. Yeah, for us, Lake Superior in itself. I mean, when I say it has so many different faces, it's like you go to one part and it's like a uh, a North Carolina oceanside town. Then you go to this other part and it's this turquoise crystal blue water that looks tropical and then you go to another part and it's like a foggy northern coastal town i mean it's just unbelievable and you're all on the same lake the entire Mm -hmm. time which is just insane to me
0: yeah so we went all the way from once we went into the up we went to whitefish point and uh so checked it out or I guess east as you can go right mm-hmm. and then yeah we pretty much worked our way all the way across um post up there of the lake I guess if you will or the mm-hmm. um and then went all the way to the uh Keweenaw Peninsula um and that was beautiful we went all the way to to High Rock Bay up there and um
2: we didn't want to leave.
0: No, we didn't want to leave. It, that's the, like, very edge of the... And actually camped right, you know,
2: that's 10 feet from the one. water. Um, actually kind of cried a little even that place. Like, <laughs> it was it was pretty Good. amazing. Yeah, it was really Good. cool.
0: Well, and, and another thing we... Uh, so when we got into Michigan, thinking back on this now, um, I had asked somebody else about... Um, Fireworks, you know, shows if if they'd been canceled or what the deal was, you know, um, and what I got from a couple different people is that yeah, the bigger big shows were canceled in like Lower Michigan. We ended up in Munising, Michigan. No, uh,
2: it was um Grand, Grand no Grand, uh, Grand
0: Marais, Grand Marais, Michigan, for Fourth of July, and it's just this. So we were just outside of town at this uh, uh, campsite. And we decided to go into town on the 4th of July and see what was going on. And they were having some
2: supplies. We needed a few little things. Yeah. And we show up and it's like the middle of a parade or like a parade, a
0: a parade's just about to start. You know, you got kids riding bikes and golf carts that are decorated and people pulling their boat with, you know, blow up stuff on it and, you know, uh, throwing candy to the kids and, you know, just that, that small town, really cool vibe. And, and just in this little bay, uh, right on on uh, Lake Superior, and so we ended up coming back that night, and the whole downtown, you know, kind of right off off the uh, off the bay, they had fireworks, did a huge fireworks show. Um, it was it was just really cool, something that you know wouldn't have ever seen, you know, wouldn't have ever thought be I'd right. be, you know, up there, and it was, it was really cool. So, um, but yeah, that, gosh, where was I at? I, I don't know that, that was Michigan.
2: Yeah. We went to high rock point. And then, so we had, at that point, we had, um, some family members traveling, uh, separate and they, we had this kind of idea that we would meet them at Mount Rushmore. And so, um, we trekked it across, uh, uh, Minnesota yeah. and Wisconsin.
1: Right? Yeah, Wisconsin, sure. Minnesota.
2: And um to try to meet them. Well put it it didn't work out. and they weren't able to make it. And we find out we kind of find that out last minute. But we find this really great uh dispersed campsite around uh Rockersville. Um just super cool area
0: we were 11 minutes from rushmore in the black hills
2: yeah it was it was just really really cool um
0: and so we stayed there for
2: like three nights
0: yeah and we went out to uh uh the badlands Mm
2: -hmm. one day and
0: checked that out and went to wall drug out there um and then went to rushmore and then we went to uh Oh, what's it called? Crazy horse?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So crazy horse.
2: So amazing.
1: I think um if if I have your timeline right, I was out there right about the same time you were. Uh, yeah. We were out we're, there now
2: right before right before we came a tornado had come through. Were you kind of in that?
1: Um a tornado came through while we were there, it came through um Spearfish Canyon.
2: Okay. I think okay, so then I think we were there just immediately after you then.
1: Okay. Well, that happened on uh, I can't remember, maybe a Wednesday or Thursday and we were there until that Sunday. Yeah. Um but yeah, we were on motorcycles and we mm-hmm. were up at um uh one of the places up in in Sturgis and we were just riding back and and uh I used my phone as a GPS and I was leading everybody and all of a sudden my phone started blowing up um dangerous storm take cover and I was like we're six more miles please hang on yeah we're six more miles and uh, as soon as we pulled into the garage bottom fell out
2: and uh
1: so it was uh it was a crazy time but I I did see your pictures that y'all were out Mm -hmm. there and I and I thought we were out there pretty close to around the same time, and and um, it was it was a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. I love the cool mornings and the cool evenings that they have. Mm-hmm. Oh, just just amazing. wonderful! It really it was. was. I love that area. There's so much to see and do there. Yes. Oh,
0: we also hit Custer State Park. I think while we yeah, were out there. Yes, all the Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, so that was that was awesome. Um
2: and then from there we kind of got into a state we we really didn't know where we wanted to go. Our plans didn't work out with our our family like we wanted them to and um and so we we saw we had this kind of gap that we needed to fill between um South Dakota and then getting to the other side of Wyoming to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and um we took a chance and we found ourselves uh, in the Bighorn Mountains, and um, in li- middle
0: of Wyoming. There,
2: we mm. um, found I one of our top three out of the whole trip. One of our top three favorite campsites there, and we stayed there quite a while. It was so beautiful, and had everything we need. Um, we were kind of shooting for a GPS location that Jeff wanted to to shoot for, and we were driving. I guess kind of on the trail that it was supposed to be on. And we kind of looked down in this Valley and there's this spot and getting down there was a little iffy. We hadn't taken the trailer on a real technical uh, route at this point just yet. And, or as well, I mean, High Rock Bay was, no, that wasn't technical. That was like a logging road, but this, it was kind of, it was a little stretch of technical area to get down there and,
0: yeah, the way it you got down to the site kind of it, it was pretty steep and narrow and and
2: some big old, it, old ruts.
0: <laughs> anything anybody else, you know, dispersed camping out in this kind of area was down the road either direction a little ways and it and they were in
2: horse trailers or R and, RVs
0: and yeah. stuff like that right. that, you know, right. wouldn't get down there. And so So we We really kind of had this whole area to ourselves. We
2: see this spot and it's in this valley area and it, um, um, uh, harder to get to, it had a great water source, um, great supply of wood and whatnot. Um, just, I'm a, I'm a plant person. And so it was like covered in lupins and wild roses and, and everything. I mean, it looked like kind of like a postcard.
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: so we took a chance and tested the trailer out a little bit to you know stretch its legs to get it down there and uh um man I mean we were paid paid back in kind like it was it was perfect so that was that was a great one and we stayed there we stayed there for quite a while and we didn't want to leave that one either (laughs) but <laughs> uh, we needed and, and to get to Yellowstone and the Tetons.
0: Well, and, and that one at that point, I, I remember when we pulled in, you know, we kind of got set up and we sat down and Amber was like, you want to stay here for a couple of days? You know, I was like, well, yeah, that sounds great. Let's just, let's
2: do <laughs> that. And at this time too, you know, keep in mind this whole trip, we're like, we're we're planning five days to eight days at a time. And we're really trying to be fluid. That was our whole point. We wanted to ta- make the most of our time we wanted in the way that we wanted to really take in our surroundings. We didn't want to rush mm-hmm. through it. We wanted it to be very fluid. And so at this point, too, we hadn't even crossed off, not going all the way to the west coast. We were still thinking, hey, maybe we can make it to um the Redwoods. And um so we're at this point, once we get there, we realize California's closed not going to yeah. make it to the West coast. Yeah. What do we do? And so we kind of sat on it for a bit. Yeah. And, and I should also say my amazing husband, who's kind of a rock star, uh, changed my brake pads at that campsite. Um, he experimented with a uh, window crack sealer stuff. He was a rock star. Like he did wow. all the, the off. Uh, he did all the fixins. It was good. Excellent. It Excellent. was good.
1: Yeah. well and from up. there you went to yellowstone
0: yes okay then we uh we went through casper
2: i think I
0: don't know, i'm trying to blank but we we camped well, we went
2: through Cody. cody cody yeah we went through cody we camped one night in cody uh mm-hmm. or outside of cody at a nothing but grizzly bear warnings which uh, you know was super fun
0: mm-hmm. um well, yes, we went just, uh, we went, uh, we were in the first campsite that you could camp in without a hard sided trailer to the east entrance of Yellowstone. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we got over there, we camped the night and then we woke up early, went into Yellowstone uh, the ne- that day and did a big loop there uh, you know, seeing all the, all the high points, uh, mm-hmm. my brother's got a buddy that, that works out there and, you know, kind of asked him, Hey, what, what do we need to make sure we kind of hit? And he gave me a bunch of points, uh, in the, in the park, Hey, make sure you hit these. And, uh, so, you know, we did the loop and saw the, you know, grand Prismatic spring and the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the canyons and the, just everything. So, uh, that was awesome, but, Definitely nowhere to camp in Yellowstone. Everything yeah. was f- booked, you know,
2: yeah.
0: a year ago. Um, and so we headed south out of the park, um, and we're looking for some dispersed spots out there that I that I had pinned. We spent two and a half hours, I think, looking around for campsites, and ended up um, in the uh Grand Teton Wilderness Area uh there's a spot that that I found and uh it was still kind of busy for dispersed camping but um we we found a spot up there and and camped for the night there which was you know a, another one that was just beautiful um yeah uh we stayed one night there and we ended up going down into Oh, what is it? What's the, what's the town south of um,
2: Jackson, Grand Jackson Jackson Hole.
0: Jackson yeah. Hole. Yeah. We went down into Jackson Hole. One thing that I guess I'll kind of loop back to Tennessee. Uh, we had told the kids, you know, Hey, if you want to do something, tell me what you want to do. And if we come around, if we come across it, we'll do it, you know? And so my
2: our nine-year-old Lily. Lily, yeah, my, she's my our adventure daughter. Yeah, she. Girl.
0: She wanted to do a zip line anywhere we could find a one. A zip
2: line and a roller coaster and in roller every coasters. state. Yeah. That was her <laughs> only request.
0: And so when we were in Tennessee, uh, one thing we stayed at Natural Falls State Park when we went through there, and they have uh, like a tree line zip line course type thing, adventure course, and. So we did that and she is 52 inches tall. So we had to do the kids version, you which, know, which she when you're the middle appreciate. child
2: and you're short, it totally like messes up your chi. Like she was yeah. so mad. Yeah. She was so bitter, yeah.
0: but we, we did that. And she still had fun. And um, we also did a mountain coaster in Gatlinburg uh, that she wanted to do uh, where, you know, you get pulled up and then it just, gravity feed, you know, right. down the tracks. Well, there's one of those also in um, Jackson Hole and we went there and uh, me and her did it because she wanted to and man, yeah, I, uh,
1: it scared her. It was fun. <laughs> Some of those uh gravity coasters are pretty scary. Oh, yeah. But it, uh, oh, but she loved
2: every can... minute of it. She <laughs> loved it, but
1: it, it scared her. That's the point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So we we did those and then uh, after that we went all the way down to because uh, at this point I think we had been
2: we were trying to get to Grand we were, Junction
0: we were trying to get to Grand Junction because we it, we were at the point again where we needed a, a hotel and and to do laundry I think we had been oh, thirteen days it was or like something
2: thirteen days we were so gross <laughs> and I swear we were I swear we were still shaking sand out of ourselves from from the beach oh, uh, that had been like three sand weeks before it goes away.
0: It's nope, no it's, never. it's still in my truck. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So we were pushing from Jackson Hole to get down to Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, where we grabbed a hotel room, and that took us down and through Utah.
2: Which we didn't know that we were going to go through Utah. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. an accident. It's, it's but we Flaming like Gorge. Bad.
0: Flaming Gorge.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
0: Um, and so we went in through Flaming Gorge and and golly through Vernal, I guess, Utah, and ended up. You know, we we got all the way down to um, Grand Junction, stayed there, did some laundry. I think we stayed. Stayed two nights there,
2: yeah. And we had we, a lot of laundry
0: and we went out to uh Canyonlands while we were there, right?
2: Oh, yeah, uh, and
0: drove to the Canyonlands the Monument
2: National Park, yeah, Colorado Monument,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I said Canyonlands, yeah. what went... what did I say? I said Canyonlands, but yeah, it's like Monument National Park, Monument Valley, that's Monument what it
1: is, Valley, yeah, yes, yeah, no,
0: yeah. Um, so we. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling around on a map trying to find what, where we were at. Um, but so we went out there, went through that. Um, Scared just me some more. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, Amber doesn't like uh, shelf roads in general.
2: I don't like shelf roads when I'm not driving. <laughs> I like to be in control of that situation.
1: So it is a control thing.
2: Right? Oh, totally. totally. Okay. She thinks, okay. She
0: thinks I'm just going to drive straight off every cliff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Another way that you and I are exactly the same. My (laughs) wife thinks the exact same thing. Um, I get treated the exact same way. Well, you know, uh, I'm I'm a perfect driver until it comes to something like that, and then all of a sudden, I've never driven before. Yeah, she doesn't think I know how to brake. I just feel
2: like I just feel like I am a better driver than he is, (sighs) and. And also, I we had to keep our kids quarantined. I was sure. I mean, keep in mind Lily, our middle, our our crazy one. She's the one that's like trying to climb down the side of a stinking canyon. And, you know, so I'm like, keep the kids in the car. You take pictures. I will drive. We will be safe. And, uh, oh, Lord. It was. But it was beautiful. It was worth it. Yeah. Yes. For sure.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, that that's. Anyways we'll move on. Where Wait. was the
1: uh where was the fire tower?
0: Ooh, that was uh okay, that was in um Wyoming. That was in Wyoming. That was in uh the uh
2: Oh, what is it
0: called? Yeah, What's the big the wilderness area. Uh,
2: that well, blah, 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 blah. um, Bighorn Mountains. Yeah, Bighorn Mountains.
0: Uh, Cloud Peak Wilderness Area. And you know
2: what? Did you know?
0: I mean, I feel like everyone knows this, and I didn't. I
2: know. I feel like we were the only know, ones you can in go the dark. On,
0: on Recreation.gov, you can you rent those. Yes,
2: that's you know, like amazing. 50, Fifty-five dollars yeah. a night that for is that amazing. one. Amazing. Um, I told Jeff. I said that would be like the cool that little that firehouse when it was two person. Had a little uh, butane stove, uh, uh, slept to, had this 365 degree horizon view of this. That would be like the coolest honeymoon spot. You're right. I would seriously go there for. I found
1: one. uh, We were, I had to go pick my wife up in Denver. I was out there for nine days and then she flew to Denver to meet me for another week. and, And I had found one that was just Southwest of Denver. Mm-hmm. that you could rent for like 40 bucks a night yes. and, and it and it said sorry clothes because of the covid and i was like oh uh, that's uh, terrible yeah I, those things yeah that, that's the deal of the century right oh there. yeah i agree
2: and i feel like they are like they're just this hidden secret that people know about but then they don't i don't know it's, yeah right.
0: I, I don't know i feel like i should i should have known that and i just kind of realized that plus uh using Gaia maps, I, I switched over to another layer and that's where I finally, you know, you could like click on it and it'd be like, Oh, here, you can go to the site right now and book it. You know, wow. I was like, "Ew!" well, look at that. It was amazing. So cool. yeah, that was, that was up there in, um, Wyoming, which just, yeah. Good. Another good state. I just really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Gosh. Okay, let me finish out Colorado. So, yeah, <laughs>
2: Gra- Gra- so green Junction, we stayed there, and then we went through. Is that when we went through Dinosaur? Yeah. There's a dinosaur, Colorado. Oh, was yes. that yeah. Yeah. No, that's
0: dinosaur, yeah. that Colorado. So Amber had seen somewhere um, that oh,
2: yeah. the
0: St. Mary Glacier that's just outside of Denver. Yeah. Um, out around Idaho Springs, uh, Colorado, and so mm-hmm. she said, "Hey, I want to go there." So I said, okay, let's go. And we took off from Grand Junction and went up there. And that I-70, <laughs> what uh, was supposed to be a three-hour trip, turned into like seven or six something? It was
2: six or seven hour. It turned into a six or seven hour trip. And and the whole, we were, well, we, we did the hike and this was kind of a, a big hike. Day before. Oh, the day we're before. we still the, no. The, Are we on the drive? The drive. The banana fire. The banana fire. Okay, the banana fire. Okay, so we're on this drive, and it's supposed to be three about three hours, and it turns into six or seven. And this whole time, we see red on our maps, and we're like, "Oh gosh, this is it this even, is a bad wreck. It even this rerouted, has be bad. It even
0: rerouted me uh, down by the Keystone ski um, Key resort, yeah. and up over uh, what's that
2: pass? Loveland, over Loveland Pass. And 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 this whole time, I mean, I'm a praying girl and I'm I'm praying the whole way. Please, God, just let this
0: Whatever family this be terrible okay wreck or is, this
2: terrible wreck. Like, please let it slow all be, this traffic down. You know, something silly. I mean, I'm I'm praying hard, right? Because something's gotta be bad to be making traffic. We so seriously horrible. drove 30 so like
0: miles an hour, maybe thirty miles an hour. It just, was bad. Bumper to bumper traffic
2: for hours, and yeah. so we get up there. It is a semi truck full of bananas that it, has caught fire,
0: and there's a there's a poor guy sitting there shoveling bananas out of a semi trailer <laughs> that are all crispy into a you know a, a haul off dumpster off the side of the highway, wow. and you can see that the semi truck caught fire, and it's they've already bananas. hauled it off, just
2: but bananas everywhere. So the banana bananas. fire,
0: you know, if we would have, had I some. didn't even know bananas would burn.
2: Oh, I, well they do. Well
0: they I, do. I guess the condensing unit probably <laughs> on that on that for trailer or whatever got yeah. messed up. But yeah, there were burnt bananas on the ground. It was it was wow. funny. So yeah. But anyways, we we get into uh oh, whatever that little town was I was saying outside of where the St. Mary's Glacier is. And we camped there for the night. The next morning we go and we hike to St. Mary's Glacier and uh the kids get to play in the snow, our son. If he sees he's not much for much of a he okay he'll hike but oh, he's five hike. right so
1: yeah
0: he doesn't hike very fast which is just he's, ooh, he's four
2: okay don't make him older than he needs to be
0: <laughs> um so but he loves snow so about don't halfway through the hike it was like I said see buddy there's the snow way up there all we're almost there like it, you know but we just have to get there and he kicked it into high gear and we hiked up and he. Played in the snow and,
2: and this was a big one too. Um, it was a real, it was kind of a, it was a little bit of a hard hike. It was real bouldery, and you know, keep in mind we've got our three-legged lab, and so he trekked it up there too. Man, he worked hard. He worked hard. I was so proud of him. Wow. Um, yeah. So between Ben, our four-year-old, and Blue, our three-legged lab, we were pretty. We were pretty proud of the whole crew.
0: We made it up there and back. So, oh. So that one was a good one. Um and then where did we go after that? Gosh. Uh, then we kind of headed south. We we did. We headed south we down towards Creed. towards Creed. Yes. Yeah. Well, but we camped north of Creed for like three more days. We found a really good spot.
2: Where? I don't remember. <laughs> we went so many places.
1: All kinds of runs runs together. Okay. It was it was north and,
0: and uh west of Ponch Springs. There's <gasps> oh! Oh, in Mount San Isabel.
2: Chavano. I still think you're saying it wrong.
0: S H A V A N O.
2: Yes, but it's uh, it's uh, San Is it's San Isabel. I totally forgot about that place. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, we, we found a nice little spot up this hill,
2: uh, and we did stay three nights.
0: And we stayed three nights there, right next to a creek. Uh, there were all these.
2: It was like uh, it was really cool, like tundra scrub brush area, aspen
0: forest, yeah, type higher. Yeah.
2: And it was so crazy. We did a lot of exploring around this place. And I you might be able to shed some light on this because we it's a big mystery to us, but we found all of these wooden teepee structures dotted throughout the forest on the different trails. And we had no clue why we they were out there.
0: It's either Bigfoot or possibly <laughs> some type of
2: we thought maybe Native, Native American, American like, like sweat, sweat lodge, lodge ritual yeah.
0: thing. Like they were almost built, you know, like a teepee of all fallen logs like it
2: was yeah they, and circle. they were purposefully put there like it wasn't like they just accidentally it was the yeah. craziest thing and they were we came across maybe 3 of them i think mm. um so, anyways, anyways that inspired the kids so then from every campsite on they started building teepees everywhere we wow. went wow um, yeah so that was a really cool place we um did a lot of exploring there we did we were able to truck it into town one day and uh get supplies that we needed. Um it was just real it was yep. real calming there. That was just a fun place to chill. That was a good one.
0: But Colorado. Oh fire bands.
2: Oh the burn bands. I, oh,
0: I, I travel the, the one of the other top, you know, reasons that I go camping is to sit around a fire at night. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Like and, like I don't do all these things and drive all these miles and have all this gear to go to sleep when it gets dark.
2: And we right. purposefully go to Colorado in July because that's typically the rainy season. Yeah. And so being there and not being able to like, and you know, like I said, that determines how I cook. That yep. determines, yeah. that just determines a lot for us. So, so,
0: so fire bans in Colorado kind of dampened that a little bit, but it was still beautiful. We still had oh gosh, know, a great totally time. Totally worth
2: it. Totally worth it. Um,
0: so between that, we went down into Creed uh, afterwards, and then
2: found our other favorite, one of our top, well, top five yeah, campsites. Good
0: campsite outside of Creed that A-ranked a buddy of A-ranking. mine um, sent me a pen on. He said it was one of his favorites and shared it with me. So it's one of those that uh, you know I wouldn't go and list on the internet um yes. that,
2: that's a nice <laughs> secret one we'll never I mean,
0: tell I, I i'll share a lot but you know some of those you gotta you gotta hang on to no, um so stayed there really enjoyed it uh another one we, we love a good spot you know down by a creek you know that's especially here feel to hear some running water uh yeah. you know while you're sleeping at night is it's always awesome um and then we thought okay well there's one county we've we see here in Colorado that doesn't have what well, we thought a fire ban. I <laughs> didn't see anything on fire ban. So as we left Colorado, we were headed towards oh gosh, where were where are we? Uh what was it called? Two buttes.
2: Two buttes. Two buttes. <laughs> it's
0: two buttes, which are just little hills, right? Like mesas, but they're rounded off a little bit. Uh in okay. the middle of the plains.
2: Just Nothing, nothing around it. Just two things sticking out of the ground.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and so on our way there, we already knew it was going to take us, I think it's like six hours worth of drive time.
2: Uh-huh.
0: But we also wanted to go into Creed and get a couple things before we left. I uh,
2: oh found gosh, some coffee we, we
0: liked, you know, and then we went to the great sand dunes that, that day also. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Oh, I was complaining the whole time. <laughs>
0: And so we drive all the way to Great Sand Dunes. The kids get out. Luckily, I bought a boogie board while we were in uh, New, Bern. New Bern, North Carolina. So we had something for them to use on the sand, you know. Um, and so we, we go in and, and we go hike the sand dunes and we get out there and the kids, you know, are sliding down the sand dunes and just having a blast. But that, that took us a, a couple hours. So uh, we wouldn't have left it would have been somewhere else that you know like i said we've been west multiple times before we always drive right past the sand dunes yeah and i would like to go there during the melt you know early you know summer or whatever when everything's That's melting right. right um and and because i was like why don't they put this parking lot closer to the dunes <laughs> yeah no <Right>. kidding
1: you <laughs> gotta walk a quarter of a mile just to get to the right Yes,
2: yes,
0: and, and oh I was like, "Oh, Lord. this is a dry lake bed now I get it, okay, yeah, or dry yeah. river bed, creek bed, whatever, um, but so, yeah, so I would definitely definitely go back the the kids like doing that, oh, yeah, know.
2: they want to go back to that for sure,
0: um, but then we took off from there to get to, over to two buttes, and so
2: well, we should probably we should probably add ever, like I said, obviously, we've been doing this for a long time, we've been doing this for years, and out of experience, we have a family rule that we make camp before sundown. Um, yeah, well, it's it was, our rule. And she likes to push it's my that, role. like
0: yeah, about three o'clock ish, you know, four o'clock ish. Uh, try to get somewhere.
2: It gives me enough time to get the kids settled. It gives me time to get dinner taken care of and start that fire and just have a drink and 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 sit down together, right? And right. and be calm. Right. And so it's kind of a rule uh quite a few years ago.
0: Well and we just kind of push that. We just that, a little bit more in
2: <laughs> when the sun's going down. <laughs> yeah. And
0: and so we don't enjoy pulling up to somewhere in the middle of the night, you know.
2: I wanna see where I'm camping before I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which leads us to two buttes. So we get out there in the middle of the night and it's dark and we're driving and it, what I was looking at was just like it looked pretty. There was like two pictures on Google um, of this of this swimming hole, you know, um, out in this little oasis, you know, whatever by this lake. Well, this lake is pretty much dried up at this point. Um, we and- pulled
2: up and there's an abandoned structure, and our 12 year old daughter said no. I didn't even have to veto it; she already uh, vetoed it for for us. Like she just flat out said, "No, Daddy, we're not we're not going here. We're not yeah. staying here."
0: She's like, this seems sketchy,
2: and it's like nine o'clock at night.
0: Yeah, and so I had another pinpoint of a camp type area that was dispersed, and it was just in a field though, and so we turn around from where we were going to camp down by this lake that looked kind of sketchy at night.
2: Somebody had been murdered there. Oh, I t- for sure, it was somebody in an been
0: abandoned murdered. house. No,
2: hundred <laughs> percent. Somebody died oh, there come at some on.
0: point. It really wasn't that bad. Beautiful in the morning. <laughs> um, but that, on top of that, we pull out of there. As we're pulling out, there's this kind of long mud hole in the road, and I go through it. Amber didn't have enough speed; she went oh, through it. I, so... I just hear her yell over the radio.
2: Ah! I'm pretty sure you know. I said a bad word. And I'm over the. I think I yelled a bad word over the radio. And I just. And, and... I was. I was still in. I wasn't... Well, you were just in two-wheel drive. I was just in two-wheel drive, and I...
0: So, she calmed down, just put it in four-wheel drive, and drove out of this yeah, puddle, but she... Like a
2: boss, because <laughs> because I know how to drive, first of all. Oh, come on.
0: Ah. So, anyways, we go, and we, we camp in this middle of this field, grass, you know, area, uh, slight rolling hills outside of Two Buttes, and... The wind, like when you said wind, how was the wind in North Carolina? It was great. The wind here at Two Buttes that night howled. It was oh just, there's no protection from anything out there, you know? And, uh, but we pulled up, we got the kids situated. We crawled into, into the camper and well, we we sat down stared up at the Jeff, stars and Jeff, it was beautiful.
2: Jeff cracked a few beers for us and yep. yeah. and we kinda we all calmed down. We recentered.
0: Yeah. And and we woke up and it was beautiful. You know, yep, it's like was well okay.
2: this is this is
0: nice, you know. Um It was okay. And we ended up going back down to <laughs> <laughs> We went down to the swimming hole area. And in the morning, we were like, wow, this is, you know, really pretty out yeah, here. it was
2: actually, it, it had a, it was surrounded by um, Russian, uh, Russian olive trees. Olive
0: trees, yeah. It was
2: unbelievable.
0: And there were, there was uh, grapes down there too, wow. I think. A lot of weird stuff. But anyways, beautiful little swimming hole. Um,
2: and there was a cross. Somebody did die there, by the
0: way. At the top of the cliff. <laughs> but I don't think they were shot. Um, anyways. we swam she cooked breakfast and uh that was really our last night in the trailer because then again we yeah we'd been out another week or so and so we we grabbed a hotel in kansas and then trucked it home
2: yeah so man
0: all right i think we cleared the whole thing yeah people usually get bored by about black hills (laughs) i don't know where you're at so what
1: what was the deciding factor of hey let's go home now
0: Well, um, we would have stayed.
2: Well, school, um, school was a deciding factor. I needed to come back and kind of get my head wrapped around what distance learning was going to look like and and whatnot. Um, What was going to be expected of me as a teacher?
0: we were mid Kansas. She's like, you just want to go back
2: North. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We hit the Kansas border and that's temperature so hot. shot are to shot 95 <laughs> and I just called him on the radio and I said, Nope, mm-mm. let's, let's go back North. I can't do this. But, um, yeah. we had that. We also, we had a, a family member who had COVID and we just wanted to get back and make sure we could be there as a support if anything was wrong with them. And, um, and be there for them, and yeah, of course, yeah. But school, school was really the defi- yeah. deciding factor. I kind yeah. of felt like I needed to come and get ready, but no, we had no desire to come home. <sighs> All right, well, right. and my sister, my sister wanted us home. Yeah, and she's, being pregnant and whatnot. She's she... pregnant with her first baby, so we had to, we had to get home so big sister could take care of little sister.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: So yeah, that really, that's that. what kind of got us back here. So
1: well, that's that's. What an amazing amazing <laughs> journey that was and and I love how the two of you can uh and talk about it and <laughs> like I'm not even here and, uh, <laughs> you're just i mean code words like banana fires and you know, teepees <laughs> and sand everywhere and it, that's that's what's great about it is those memories and even the things that you tuck away back. In in the back of your mind, come forward and and you get to recall mm-hmm. some of that when you when you visit about it. That's that's what that's the cool part. Of oh yeah, this, this lifestyle and um, and I and I know that um, I can see that you you make it a very important to instill in your children the love for the outdoors. Um, oh yeah, I know that I can see that's a big part. Let let me ask you this: Is it working? Is it working? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we 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 had um
2: (laughs) our kids our kids understand leave no trace. Our kids understand I mean that's one thing. When we would go to a campsite, you know, we had talked about um the the influx of kind of newbie people out there, which is fabulous. That's awesome. You want people to love nature and get out in nature. But we protect it too. But we noticed a lack of protection of nature that we haven't well, and just, seen before, right. and People are, in the past, people are trash, and it was yeah. frustrating. Um, and yeah. we saw it more and more the further west we went. And so, we made it a point at every place we stopped, we filled up a, a bag of trash. And our yeah. kids, you know, our kids knew we would go someplace, and they, you know, mom and dad, they brought glass out here. Mom and dad, they yeah. they left toilet paper around. I mean, just things like that. And um, our kids know they understand fire safety. They understand pulling their weight in a yeah. campsite, even Ben, our four-year-old, you know, Oh yeah. um, mm-hmm. and they use nature to be creative. You know, when we're there, they're building fairy houses, they're, you know, building teepees, they're, um, you know, seeing our 12 year old where they're not allowed to have social media. And so, um, you know, seeing her use imaginative play and be creative, they were writing songs and journaling and, and whatnot. I feel like, um. Putting them in nature just instills a sense of innocence in them that I don't want them to lose yet—that yeah. the world can take away.
0: Well, and and we were talking about having to, you know, deprogram them uh, from just turning around, you know, Ben from walking around the backside of a tree and pin. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know. or yeah, when you get and home, the... let's go over <laughs> the things that you can't do anymore. Okay.
2: Well, and yeah. the vocabulary <laughs> we have—we have this like we have this really aggressive. A shovel that we use.
0: It's not a. uh, It's aggressive. It's not. It's not the crazy beaver, but it's it's very similar. Yeah, it's got
2: like a serrated like. It's a murder spork. Yeah, we call (laughs) it the murder spork. We call it the murder spork. And so Ben calls shovels murder sporks now, and we're like, "Son, you can't go to school and call something a murder spork on the playground." Like, I'm gonna get a call. Yeah, please. You can't do that. Coming and
1: visiting, Daddy. Um, yeah. Right. Right. And
2: with mommy being a teacher in the school, I mean, yeah. the principal's just going to walk right <laughs> to my classroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, just funny things like that. They, to...
0: But they do, they, they enjoy nature. Yeah, uh, tools. and I think that's, that's great because
2: they learn I, so much. I mean, yeah. God. And I,
0: and I feel like they will, that they'll carry that, you know, with them and they'll probably be years from now taking their kids. So, um, and, well, and,
2: you know the girls being you know nine and twelve, they fight like cats and dogs when we're home. I mean, just like sisters do, I guess we get out there, and, like I said, they're writing stories together, they build pretend companies, they write songs they they do all these things together, and um I feel like nature brings that to them.
1: I agree, I think it does with adults too. It frees our minds, yeah. uh makes us think. Um, It clears our heads, and and I, I think that is something that you can pass on to your kids. I mean, your, your kids won't pass on to their kids uh their ability to play the Game Boy. I mean, right. but yeah. if you <laughs> right. take them and, and, and teach them things about, yeah, you need to get out outdoors because it helps you release. You pack all these things into your mind Monday through Friday, and if you don't let some of it go, then yeah. you're going to be – Depressed or or whatever it's it's just oh, yeah. that you need and and you know my grandfather and father instilled that in me and I instilled that in my kids and and now I can see you know my my daughters are older now and I can see them going out and mountain biking and going yes. out and, and doing those things and getting away <laughs> from phones and social media and computers and all that and and just letting it release and I. I think that's, I think it's huge. And I think it's becoming a a lost art. I
2: agree. And I think it's funny um, too, that, um, well, I just mental health wise, I feel like it affects, it's very healing mental health wise with all the Mm -hmm. busyness. I know I see a lot less anxiety in our middle daughter whenever we're out. Um,
0: Well, and, I'll tell you, I like going places. There's no cell service mm-hmm. because, oh yeah, if there's cell service, I will look at my phone. That's what I do. It, it happens. We're all
2: guilty of it, yeah.
0: But, but when there's no cell service and all you can use your your phone for is a camera, you know, <laughs> like, I, it's some it sometimes it never comes out of my pocket all day. You know, you're right. Um, you're right. but then right when you hit, you know, service when you're going somewhere, everybody. I, I've seen people sitting, all of us sitting in the car talking away, and then bing, 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 you know, yeah. everybody gets
1: messages, yeah, and the, then everybody the million text messages pop up all at once.
0: Uh huh. Then there's 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 screens and and nobody's talking anymore. And I'm like, did yeah. you see that, deer? You know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like, no, nope. what?
1: No, nope. yeah. I was looking on my phone. Yeah. So, well, tell me, um, what uh, what plans do you have for your next trip next summer?
0: Oh man. Okay. Well, the most
2: immediate plans we have are um, that we want to continue with our camping once a month. We go okay. out once a month. Um, we, specific, we love going to, we have a lot of places um, in Arkansas we like to go and uh, southwest or southeastern Oklahoma that we like to go. Mm. Um, so the once a month uh, trips are something we've committed to for each other until spring break. And then we've kind of talked about, um, hiking some of the Appalachian trail, actually starting nice. to do some section hikes with that. Yeah. So
0: that I I, I could see doing another trip out to, um, uh, we, we wanted to go all the way up to Maine and kind of loop around yes. into Canada and then also want to go all the way up towards, uh, you know, Washington and kind of yes. come back the other way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. One of the one of the bad things about working in a school is not being able to take off a lot of time in the fall.
2: Right, that's what we utilize fall. I want
1: to go up into the Adirondacks up in the the fall, and it's it's so hard to take off in October. Oh uh, yeah, working in school, it's just I
2: know you kind of have to
1: stick close to home, but. you know, you just I guess that's when you look forward to retirement and uh, I know. being yeah. able to do those things and not have to worry about a schedule. So Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Oh well I, I know it's getting kinda late and uh we've been on here for a while, but I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to your uh all the all the different aspects of this epic Trip uh from east to west and then back home. I really am kind of disappointed that you didn't mention stopping at the world's largest ball of twine in in uh, Kansas. So we I mean, just, just missed
0: that. Like,
1: that's yeah, a go to spot. That. I just can't believe that y'all didn't put that on your list. But you know what? That'll
2: time. be on our list next.
1: Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah.
0: We went into Dodge City, and that's only what like you know three hours from the largest ball twice yeah
1: yeah well i've been to both places and have no desire to go back to either one so, uh, you know I, that's definitely not on my bucket list anymore it was no longer and uh so there you go but check that one off yeah but i have uh i've thoroughly enjoyed this and i thank y'all so much for coming on here with me and yes. uh I know everybody's gonna get a kick out of <laughs> the the tunnels and the tube mutes and the murder sporks and everything. <laughs> what a great, great story. And and Amber, I'm so glad that you said that you uh journaled all this and wrote this down yeah. because one of these days you're gonna look back on that and all the memories will pop back up again and it's just gonna be uh a super time. Super time.
2: Yeah. For sure. Yep.
0: Well, and hey, we, we need to go camp.
2: Yeah, so you, I'm in. You know, we'll I'm in this. Arkansas,
1: so <laughs> yeah, we'll come you see you from Arkansas. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> okay,
2: okay, let's do it.
1: Uh, I would love to. I would love to uh, go out and, and visit with your three-legged dog and and your, and your three kids and uh, see we how they can trade recipes. Works. I would just like to go and camp like near you and just watch. <laughs> how everything works like clockwork and nobody um, ever has any problems or anything like that. No, that's why, that's why we discussed
0: the, the, the two buttes scenario and, and the cluster that that was, Yeah, because it's not always rainbows and sunshines in the pictures that you see. There, there's also, I think that I did not mention in there somewhere that it rained on us, you know, quite often. Yeah. And those days can, you know, that Slow rainy days that are great to slow down, but you got kids and dogs, and you're all sitting under, you know, an awning or.
2: We have a new saying too. It's not always rainbows and sunshine. Sometimes it's crabgrass and dandelion or and uh dandelions. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're
2: right. <laughs> so
0: there's good and bad, but you, you're right. you know, you get over it. And you, yeah. you keep moving. That's that's why we're out there. You're and right.
2: then you drive by and it's just a banana fire, and you got you oh, got yeah, to laugh. The banana the fire.
1: Going. I shall ever for remember the banana, (laughs) or didn't know bananas burned, but now I do, and every time I see a banana truck, I will think of you,
0: so how delicious,
2: yes, yes, well, thank
1: y'all again for coming on here with me, and I hope we get to meet up sometime soon, if not, uh, hopefully at Rendezvous, which is happening, uh, next month um mm-hmm. be really excited about that they're expecting a large number to turn out and and I really hope we get to meet face to face finally and uh, yes. cuz I feel yeah. like we know each other pretty well now I yes you uh, too. <laughs> and uh really excited to do that but thank y'all so much again for coming on and I want to thank everybody out there who uh who listen to this and learn something from it these these this couple right here has been out there. They've done it. You can learn a lot from each other and that's what we need to do. And thank you all for tuning in to another Professor and Friends. Come back and join us next week when there is no telling what in the world we're going to talk about, but you'll want to hear it. Thank you again. Well, there you have it. What an epic adventure. Join us again next week on Professor and Friends. Have a great week.